Hello, and welcome to episode five of Down at Kintail Camp, a podcast that connects you to the people, place, and sounds that make Camp Kintail an especially special place. I'm Alex Crash Fenchup. On this episode, we speak to Ethan Bacon Brown as he reflects on his time at Kintail and what working at camp gave to him. Bacon was a camper, counselor, program staff member, and now is an active alumni in the Kindale community. I spoke to him during family camp this past summer. Thank you for joining me down at Kintale Camp. I'm Ethan Brown, uh, or Bacon here at camp. Uh, I'm now an alumni. Worked at camp for 2008 to 2014, so six years. I think everyone really likes watching like a storm roll in off uh, the beach. Uh, just basically hanging out on the beach at night and seeing the storm off in the distance and coming closer and closer to you. Everyone loves uh, the Believer's Bluff. Everyone loves uh, the meadow, those kind of places. I think my favorite though, and I've always really loved uh, the old chapel. Uh, even to this day, I like to go down and visit there. Growing up, I was um, really, really active in my church in Kitchener, uh, Calvin Presbyterian. Um, and that was what I thought church was until I came to camp. And I started to, it was probably when I was maybe maybe closer to 10, uh, that I started really uh, understanding what I was getting taught and what I was, getting, uh, what I was learning and what I loved about camp. We only j- didn't just learn from one minister. We didn't learn from just uh, one congregation. Uh, it was a collection of people from not just different presbyteries or different churches, but different uh, denominations, different, even different faiths. And to me, the old chapel is that place where um, that kind of st- that, that really started kind of discovering what my faith actually was. And I did that at camp, not, not at any church or building. It was outside at the old chapel. Um, so it's always a really special place for me. One of my favorite stories uh, to do with uh, Kintil, it was kind of the aftermath of us doing a church service, and I forget where the church service was. Throughout the year, I was working with Extend Family in Kitchener, and I had a bunch of clients, but one, one in um, specific, um, he was, oh, I think he was about 28 or so at that point. He had an intellectual uh, learning disability that I helped with kind of respite, but he was really, really excited about anything outside of Canada. That was his thing. He read about all sorts of stuff. So for the end of the season, before I came up to camp, I told him that I would uh, I would take him for a day trip down into the States. So it wasn't ex- too exciting, but for him it was amazing because it was, just, it was just going across to Port Huron and spending a day there doing whatever he wanted to do. So the, the night before, I went, uh, we were... Actually, it might have even been the morning of. We went to one of the uh, church services, and Jonathan was doing his puppet show. And I remember we had to do kind of like quickly clean up everything, and I had to bolt to go uh, get this adventure started. And I had the puppets, and I was also the camp gardener here, so I had a bunch of seeds and a whole bunch of other, like just basically my life was in the back there. But I remember we were getting to the Port Huron border crossing, and it was just a series of just not good answers and questionable, like what they thought was very questionable stuff in my van. This individual that I was working with, he also had the last name Brown. 
And he really did not like getting identified at all by his, his disability. He really he wanted to be known as a person um, and not by his disability. And we always did that. But when you're at the border and he asks, you guys are both, they're looking at our passports. You're both, are you guys brothers? Are you guys related? And they're like, no, no, he's just my client. Well, what do, you, what do you do for him? Like, why is he your client? What are you guys doing? Oh, well, I'm his support worker. Well, what do you mean with support worker? And sure enough, like you can expect how this is escalating. So already they're a red flag in us and they're, he's like, what the heck? He did want to search our car and really search our car. So I'm worried about the seeds. I didn't think that was a good thing to be trying to cross the border with. Whatever else I was just, I never didn't really think about what was in my car. But they didn't care about any of that. What they really cared about was Jonathan's puppets. He must have looked at those puppets for a solid 10 minutes. He put, turned them inside out. He asked me at least a series of probably 15 questions. Those Camp Kintel puppets that were used for that public show, do not people ever try to cross the border with children's puppets as a grown man with no kids in the car. Just does not, it doesn't look good. Um, so it was just, it was, it's not a complete like Kintel story, but like it was, there's a connection there. I think it's one of the funniest things that, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of growth that happens at camp um, for a lot of people. Some people you don't see it until they are on staff or you don't even meet them until you're on staff. Some people you, you met when they were four years old and they were a camper. Um, there's two that I'd like to talk about because I think it's hilarious that they're rooming together here and they're both on program staff and they both I have different relationships with both of them um, so Mitchell Uniac or Dooku um, is one of them I first met him I think it was my first year on staff he was not my camper you never really thought he'd be uh, maybe on staff he was very uh, I want to just have fun and and do my thing and and that was fine that's camps for that as well and then I remember him being a lit, and he got the name Dooku. He was really pumped about that. He was an excellent lit. Uh, but even when on his first few years on staff, uh, you could tell he was really trying to figure out what he was going to be on staff. He and he'll he'll identify himself as this in his first few years, where he was very uh, he liked being a counselor, but he also really liked try, like, like his friend group. He was here. I think he would say that he was really here for um, his friends and the fun, both with the kids, but also on the nights off and and when he had time to just hang out with his with his buds and and now he's being a full-time staff here like an actual year-round full-time staff he's really grown out of that to being a leader to being a go-to guy one of the most responsible ones um and uh he he honestly this is his home and that growth from being kind of more uh just want to hang out with my friends and have a really good time over the summer to now i don't want to leave here I'm here for the kids, I'm here for the camp, Is was amazing. The other is Titan, or Matt Spears, and I had him as, I think it was either his first or second year at camp when he was about eight or nine years old. Um, very shy guy, very, very shy, unsure of himself, a little awkward. Uh, he's still a tall guy at that point uh, compared to his, uh, the other campers, uh, but he just, like, he was just that kind of gangly, awkward guy who came with a friend that time and he was kind of his friend was kind of the same way but they had each other and they were very very just the two of them uh throughout the years he uh he kept on coming to camp by himself which i think was a big step uh but then he ended up actually becoming a lit he was amazing lit he was the one that you would want to to give a special assignment to or if you had a, a camper who needed a little extra attention he was the lit that you'd be like perfectly fine with like you're going yeah you're going to hang out with this camper and uh you do great. Don't worry about it. You're you're the guy that we want to do that. Um, now he's again he's a 
full-time staff here year-round. Uh, he is very outgoing now. He is one of the easiest guys to approach, to get along with. Very, very kind. Campers absolutely love him um, because he's just bubbly and fun and and hilarious. And he's you don't even see, if unless you knew the old the old Matt, you would never know that he was ever a uh, very introverted or or a shy guy. Uh, that's huge growth, and that's what camp does. Camp uh, does that in so many different ways for di different people, all the time. Going through high school, I had a group of friends. I, I think I stayed connected with one of them. From 17, when I was my first year on staff, to now four years away from, from being on staff, I, I don't know how many friends I still have, but I see them on a monthly basis. A lot of them are up here right now at family camp with me, uh, and they're my, my best friends. Four or five of them have had weddings, and we've all been at the weddings together. Um, and they're just they're my absolute best friends. That's what camp gave me. I have beautiful life uh, that it, uh, you couldn't be happier with, and I have friends network. It's all over Ontario. Even the geogra geographical um, disadvantage of it doesn't st stop us. We're that close because of camp and meeting and growing here together. The more you give to camp, the more you get. And um, I think that is what makes camp extraordinarily special for staff. You're spending so much time here, but at the end of the day, you don't ever want to leave. It doesn't matter how exhausting it ends up being. It's, it's a place that uh, you don't even realize it's giving back to you until you're gone. Thank you so much, Bacon, for your time and insights. Bacon is one of those legendary staff members who every kid wanted to have as their counselor. Even after he was on program staff, he would still be one of the most requested counselors on camper registrations. To me, this speaks of the enthusiasm and care he gave to each and every kid around him. I remember many times when I was on staff with him that he would go phenomenally above and beyond to make a special experience for a camper. His dedication and care to those around him is a true gift. Thank you for sharing, Bacon. Here's what's going on in the world of Kintail in the coming weeks. This Sunday, April 7th, Trillium will be at South Kinloss leading worship starting at 9.30 a.m., and she will then lead worship at Lucknow Presbyterian Church at 11. These Kintail services are a wonderful way to hear about all the good news going on at Kintail. And if you're in the area, we'd love to see you at either or both of the services on Sunday. On Tuesday, May 7th, Kintail will be holding our annual speaker series. We are blessed to be welcoming the Dr. Tori Smith, who will be speaking on the theme, Will Our Faith Have Children? Dr. Smith is one of the leading voices on intergenerational ministry and Christian education in the country. So this is an amazing opportunity, an event that you won't want to miss. You can register for the speaker series today on our website. The cost for the event is $25 and includes delicious hot lunch. On Thursday, May 9th, Camp Kintail will be hosting a listening event for the Rainbow Communion. Rainbow Communion is a special committee formed by the 2017th General Assembly of the Presbyterian Church in Canada, and it's been empowered to invite people who identify as LGBTQI 
to tell stories of harm done to them within and by the church, and to share their stories of God's grace experienced by them in Christian ministry. The listening process now also welcomes all persons to share their experiences of harm done due to homophobia, hypocrisy, heterosexism, and transphobia. If you'd like to participate in this listening event, you can contact the Rainbow Communion directly by emailing rainbowcommunion at gmail.com. And from May 10th to 12th is Camp Kintail's annual all-ages crafters retreat and board game retreat. Come and enjoy a wonderful weekend of community, fellowship, incredible food, and fun during a relaxing weekend away at camp. For more information on the crafters retreat and board game retreat, visit our website, which is also where you can register. And finally, this is your ongoing reminder to register for Summer Camp 2019. Our spots are filling up fast for the summer, so if you haven't yet registered for camp, I would highly suggest going to campkintail.ca and registering as soon as you finish this episode. We can't wait to see you at camp this summer. That's all for this episode. Thank you, and I hope to see you again soon down at Kintail Camp.